If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. You're still live, you're on News Night. It's on Joy 99.7 FM. And that uh, major developing story uh, that uh, uh, the Fort Estate broke earlier today, uh, secured a, we secured the access also to that document uh, that formed the basis of the Fort Estate story, the investigative committee report that we uh, first told you existed on a PM Express a couple of weeks ago, confirmed by the Education Ministry. Now we're learning its details and the major... Uh, uh, issue in there uh, that has left a lot of questions being asked today uh, is the investigation that was done uh, by the former GS director that established that access uh, that was exclusively in the care of the education minister had been used uh, for a fraudulent placement uh, into one of the senior high schools uh, in the country. That was a basis of this doc- document, and the committee had looked extensively uh, into it. We brought you details of this in the last uh, 30 minutes, and I still have with me on the phone the uh, head of the Africa Education Watch, uh, Kofi Asari, also joining us uh, earlier. You heard the member of the Education Committee, uh, Dr. Clementa Park, asking uh, that uh, more should be done about this particular investigative report, including the special prosecutor taking an interest in it as well. Uh, thankfully, we also joined uh, by the spokesperson for the Education Ministry. But let me let me come to you, uh, Mr. Asari. Uh, I, I, I believe you've seen a copy of this report, and what's your initial reaction? Hello, Mr. Sari. Yeah, you want to hear me? I can hear you, yes. Yeah, I think that um, to begin with, let me indicate that the attempt to investigate this matter um, is positive. Unfortunately, if you look at the mandate of the committee, it's actually bigger than the committee. Because the committee is tasked um letter of, um, you know, I mean, the letter of constituted it to investigate alleged cases of corruption. And I ask myself, is an internal committee competent enough to investigate corruption? 
which is a criminal offense. I, I so struggle to appreciate that. So I have a feeling that the mandate given to the committee was bigger than the committee itself. So that in the committee's investigation, no. should have been. I'm so on. I'm waiting for my. Um, sorry, Kofi, we're having a challenge with your line. Uh, the the line isn't great. I don't know if you can reposition yourself. See if we can if we can get a better connection to you. Hello, Kofi. Hello, Kofi. Uh, no, I can't hear you at all. Okay, let's see if we can rectify that. And apologies for that interference earlier. The other guest was on the line also. Uh, but if you're just joining us uh, tonight, uh, we're learning a bit more uh, from the investigative uh, committee's report that looked into the allegations of corruption in the school placement system. We've learned about uh, the allegation that uh, access was granted uh, uh, and was used uh, in, in a form that led to issues of corruption uh, being raised. Um, we will get into some additional details uh, for you uh, here on Newsnight. We also uh, brought you details of what the education minister himself, um, following one of the following the establishment of details put forth uh, by the former GS director, after he had initiated his own probe and established that uh, I, some. Uh, issues of uh, fraudulent placement in which 7,000 CDs was paid was traced to access that he exclusively controlled. Um, the minister came before the committee, uh, but what we found is that uh, he, it appeared that the that particular subject, the committee was silent on in, his, in their interrogation of the minister or the questions they had put before the minister because the minister uh, didn't address that specific issue at all. Uh, although indicated that uh, he would rather keep the uh, identity of the person he may have delegated uh, his access to, he will keep that confidential because, as he puts it, uh, he would rather ensure that that uh, person is not compromised uh, in the future. But we know the identity now because the committee report detailed that when they spoke to Edouard Mankwa. Uh, let's uh, bring in the Kofi. Uh, sorry, we lost him briefly. The line wasn't great. Hello, Kofi. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can It's far better, hear yes. I hope yes. you can hear me. Yeah, loud and clear. Yeah, you were making the point about the fact that the 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 scope of work was bigger than the committee's own, own strength to take. Yeah, a careful review of the letter constituting the committee indicates that the committee was taxed to investigate a case of alleged corruption um, involving um, persons at the ministry. Now, if you look carefully, only two people have exclusive access to Category A schools. So it invariably meant that at the point of constituting the committee, it was obvious that the committee would be among others investigating the DG of GNS and the Minister of Education. Now look at the constitution of the committee. Everyone on the committee is, a, is an inferior officer to the minister. So it doesn't sit well with me that the committee was clothed with enough um, to investigate the minister. And I, don't, I see it as a bit irregular for a minister to constitute a committee 
to, among others, investigate himself. The second is that, if you look at it carefully, I keep asking myself, does an, a departmental uh, inquiry or an internal committee has locus in investigating cases of alleged corruption? And so, even though the intention for putting together a committee um, may have been good, you know, to try and unravel the, 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 the truth or otherwise of the allegations that were going around, especially the one that was made by the Director General of the himself, and the approach in using an internal, you know, uh, process doesn't seem to me as the best option to achieve their intended results. And that is why you have that in the report in terms of the findings. If you, a lot of findings were inconclusive. For instance, even the company that was running the, the platform could not provide the information that they wanted. And they, they didn't even respond to them after they wrote to them that they, they still wanted copies of the placement data. So, by. Unfortunately, Kofi, uh, we'll have to uh, try again and re-establish contact with you. Thankfully, the uh, Education Minister's uh, spokesperson uh, uh, join, joining us now on the line. Mr. Kwating uh, joins us. Hello, Mr. Kwating. Thanks for time here on Newsnight. Hello, Mr. Kwating. Uh, Dr. Clement Park is on. Uh, Doc, let me put a final one for you so uh, you, you could go. Uh, you've indicated that you, you this is a report that must be taken seriously. You're suggesting that the uh, special prosecutor uh, should be brought in as well. Um, now that we know the document exists, its content is out there, Parliament is back. Do you want to do something about it from your end? Well, obviously, yes. And in fact, I, I, can, I can tell you that uh, the Parliamentary Committee on Education had planned to meet the minister on this matter uh, on Thursday last week. Uh, apparently, the minister had other engagements which uh, made it impossible for him to attend to the invitation. Uh, I know for a fact that that engagement is going to take place uh, this Saturday. And so I, I am quite eager uh, to lay a hand on, on the report myself and to scrutinize it and then make sure other members of the committee also have access to it before we we meet uh, with, with the minister. But ultimately, I, I still maintain my point uh, that the information available so far clearly raises a, a lot of questions. And just before I, I, I leave uh, for others to, to, to take over in terms of the conversation, is it not surprising to you that we are told that before somebody is given access to the system, albeit on behalf of another person, there are supposed to be protocols, including documentation. So how come that in the case of the minister giving his access to another person, we have not seen any documentation, and we don't know why that was made verbal instead of being documented. So there are so many questions that uh, require responses. But given that it is uh, a matter to do with criminality and corruption, clearly uh, the Office of the Special Prosecutor ought to be invited to take a look at this matter. I'm grateful, uh, Dr. Clement Park there. I want to hear from you uh, as well. Uh, 0551111997. Now, tonight there is total ban on the carrying of arms and ammunition in the Boku enclave. That's not all. The Interior Ministry is...
An executive, in an executive instrument has renewed the curfew hours imposed on Boku municipality and its environs from 8 p.m. to 5 a.m. until further notice. As follows the latest clashes that let five people dead. Police say in the last three days at least 10 people have been shot and six uh, died as a result. The others are receiving treatment in the hospital. Upper East Regional Minister Sibin Yakubu, who confirmed this to join said the development has left the town in a state of emergency. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Uh, currently, what we are doing at Westside is to calm uh, things down and for us to have peace. Uh, yesterday, uh, we here and during the night, they were also fighting also. And uh, some people have passed on. Uh, our understanding is that officially about two, but people are telling us four, so we are checking to make sure to know the numbers. But this is what is happening. Bokui is very charged as we speak now. And uh, we have uh, informed our security services uh, to see what they can do to bring calm to the place. I'm sure you have some initial report as to what could have led to this fresh fighting last night that you're talking about. Yes. Uh, you know, after we had left, uh, one person was killed. And that was on that very Monday. And then the following day, two people were also killed. Uh, I am sure it's because of this that is uh, led to the killings, and now Boku is fully charged. And per the reports that you're getting, we are mentioning five. How many persons exactly from this fresh killings that um, we, we are talking about? How many persons exactly have lost their lives, you'd say? Well, the, for now, what I know officially uh, is two. Uh, but as I said, I am hearing four. Uh, but officially, we deal with official numbers. If I say official numbers, what the police know, uh, these this are the uh, information that I'm giving you. It's rather disturbing to hear you say Boko is currently charged. What exactly then are we doing about the situation to calm tempers? Well, uh, this morning I had a meeting with the National Peace Council. We are drawing our strategies. Uh, when the book is charged like this, then the military and the police will have to take charge. Uh, let's go live to Boku. Uh, in fact, the Upper East Region, uh, my correspondent joins us on the telephone line right now. Albert, sorry. Uh, Albert, uh, do we know anything more about the motive behind the latest clashes that has again claimed many lives? Yes, Evan. So we can't tell exactly what the motive was, but if you speak with 
the security apparatus and people in the communities. This is most likely uh, as a result of reprisals. Uh, this started the night after Brexit visited Boko on Monday. Uh, somebody was shot. So many people believe that the, the recent shootings have to do with that particular one on Monday. Basically, they are reprisals. But come tonight, it has returned, right? Because I, from what I'm reading, a curfew hours reimposed, tightened, now a clear ban on ammunitions and, and guns. Yes, scam has returned at the moment. We're told that the security uh, has been tightened further. But what we are learning now is that already many people have deserted the streets. If you listen to what the regional minister said about how charged the atmosphere is, Many people have chosen to keep indoors even before it gets dark. So uh, there is tension in the town at the moment, but we haven't heard of any disturbances so far yet today. Ah, but thank you very much. And in Boku, the cost of the protracted conflict is now being felt. Over 70 pregnant mothers lost their lives in Boku in the last two years because of the absence of key health professionals. The workers have fled the town due to the conflict. Also, the Ghana Health Service reports that some 300 people living with HIV and AIDS also died in the same period because the disease could not go out for treatment for fear of attack. Suleimana Majid is a senior public health officer with the Upper East Regional Health Directorate. We have lost as many as 70 of mothers who are dying because they wish they could get access to health workers to be able to give them timely health interventions. Putting these two alone will tell us that there is actually a devastating effect of the conflict in Boku. Boku is a major hospital. The Boku President is a major hospital that sees to all other adjoining districts. When there is a problem, the only place they feel that they can run to to seek for quality and advanced healthcare is Boku Prison Hospital. Currently, when you enter there, it looks like a ghost town. We have people who, by no force of years, is having HIV. And I can say that between the period of 2020, 2021, 2022, we have over 703 of our people who have HIV who have gone back to their homes and they are not able to get come back and get their, their treatment. And out of this, we have over 10, 10 of them dying because they are not able to get access to the HIV drugs. And they are not able to get it because the health workers feel unsafe when it happens. They are not able to come and have access to uh, the facility. And the clients took are unable to come to the facility for fear that when I come out, I will be killed. What's going to happen is that in come few years, we may have a situation where there will not be any health worker who will actually be around to be able to take care of our health needs. And we are only living because we have health. If we don't have health, I don't think we'll live. So I just want to also use this opportunity. With these few figures I just mentioned, this is just two years. If you want to pick from when it started till now, a lot of us would have seen that. That is the whole family that's actually going. Well, in Parliament, the, yesterday the Defence Minister uh, told us about the uh, Ghana Armed Forces' success in foiling an attempt to blow up a bridge with an improvised explosive device in that particular uh, town of Boku, the area recently seen an escalation. The Defense Minister, Dominic Nitoro, uh, said the major concern now is the infiltration of terrorist group. If we do not stop 
what is happening in Boku now and now, we risk the situation where Ghana can be thrown under terrorist attacks. For the first time, Mr. Speaker, three days ago, improvised explosive device where it was used for the first time in this country to try to blow a bridge. Don't let us joke with Boko. Well, the Ghana Catholic Bishops' Conference have a statement on this uh, tonight, Mami. Indeed, Evans. And so they're also raising concerns about the exodus of nurses, teachers and business people in the area, which is affecting the health, social services and education services. And they're also raising concerns about the influx of um, refugees from Burkina Faso and its environs to the area and saying that it is further escalating or compounding um, the problem in, in, in Boko and are urging government that they should step up, uh, you know, the inflow of resources and other materials to help, um, you know, um, show up the support for these people and the community as well. Uh, thank you very much. Are you in Boku or its surrounding uh, communities tonight and you're listening to us? Do you want to share with us uh, your experience and what is happening there? 055 uh, Send us a WhatsApp message and we'll share it with the rest of the world. Now, I want to bring you the story of 81-year-old retired medical doctor, uh, Dr. Samuel Amakwe, who is tonight uh, facing near-setting death because of the challenges with accessing dialysis treatment. He says this will be his faith if government failed to pay back his bond investment. Uh, Samuel Amakwe is currently at stage four of kidney uh, kidney problem, uh, which, according to his doctors, need dialysis treatment to prevent a, a total kidney failure. Well, he said he invested in the government bonds. As you know, many indeed invested in that as well, trusting that it's the safest investment out there with the hope to retrieve his money to take care of his medical expenses now that he's old. But with the new turn of events where government said it will be unable to honor uh, their bonds uh, if uh, some of them or all of them do not sign up to the debt exchange program because of the difficulties in the economy right now and the government is currently asking uh, individual bond holders including uh, pensioners holding individual bonds to to sign up uh, and if they don't the challenges of tradability uh, will be an issue. Well, he and others have for the last few days been picketing at the finance ministry demanding total exemption from the domestic debt action program. My colleague James Kwesi Aveji spoke to him today when they showed up once more at the finance ministry. Well, I'm a sick man. I'm 81 year old and I'm, I'm, I'm spending a lot on my drugs and my treatment. Very soon I'll be on uh, dialysis, and I know dialysis is very expensive. Uh, I work on my own. I was a private medical practitioner and retired because of sickness. And I saved so that it will help me look after myself. I live on my money. I invested so that I look after myself. At what point did you buy the government bond? No, I, 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 I bought it only last year to help me. To, I wanted to invest to help me look after myself. Mm. That's all. Uh, no, because I depend on I depend on it, mm. and if you sit on it, I cannot look after myself. Yes, yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, to buy drugs and then dialysis. I'm an old man. I have so many uh, type of diseases. I can't I can't tell you all, but I spend a lot on drugs. And very soon, 
I'll start dialysis. And I need my money for it. That's why I'm waiting when the, uh, 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 September comes, when I collect my money, uh, I will start the dialysis. Dialysis any time from now, because I'm, I'm the end of renal failure. I'm, 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 uh, 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 when you are in the stage four, and you can, you can mean, you can go renal failure any time. So I don't depend on anybody. I look after myself, and my eye, my eyes are on the on my investment. What would happen if government is unable to pay you that on means, September? That means they want the government wants me to die. That's all. Nobody would look after me. I lost my wife. I live alone. Who will look after me? That means government wants me to get rid of me. In that I retrieve my money now, I never go into any any investment anymore. No investment at all. No investment. No investment. Because uh, it's useless, I think. It's useless to invest now. <laughs> My own money, and somebody will sit on it. Why? So if you, you don't exempt us, then that means you want us to die. There's an 81-year-old individual uh, bondholder there talking to my colleague today when uh, he and his colleagues uh, went to the finance ministry to pick it, demanding total exemption, uh, explicitly rating uh, exemption by the finance minister from the domestic debt exchange. Well, in the last uh, hour, the Ghana Medical Association has issued a statement, a strongly worded statement, uh, 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 with a warning uh, to the finance ministry and to the government. And they make the point in there that uh, they have an agreement signed on Thursday, 22nd December, which says, quote, government has decided to grant exemption to all pension funds in the domestic debt exchange program. And they say in the statement signed by uh, Dr. Titus uh, Bayou, is general secretary, and Dr. Franklin, uh, Dr. Frank Sribo is the president of the Ghana Medical Association, that in line with this, the GMA's pension fund is duly exempted and does not fall under the current debt exchange program. The Ghana Medical Association takes this opportunity to strongly caution the Ministry of Finance and Government, for that matter, and in no uncertain terms that any attempt to reclassify the Ghana Medical Association pension fund as something other than a pension fund and placed same under the domestic debt exchange program shall be resisted fiercely with very drastic actions that will certainly disrupt the industrial harmony nationwide. That's the latest statement uh, from the Ghana Medical Association. And then George Yafe is here with business. And you have the very latest on the domestic direction program. Yeah, even so, what we are picking up is that government has secured more than 70% participation by the bondholders as the administrative window for the domestic debt exchange program and tomorrow. But are they really going to hit the 80% target? Well, we wait to uh, see. And the Bank of Ghana clarifies financing extended to government whilst insisting it had not breached the fiscal support limits. We'll be getting you more details on a statement coming from the Bank of Ghana. The Business News on Newsnight is brought to you by MTN Business. Welcome to the new world of business. Alliance Live and Ghana Pay. 
the other day, I visited Kweku at his spunky new office to congratulate him on opening his business. And man, was I impressed. The business is just moving quick. The sales, customers, everything is just working seamlessly. The secrets, hmm. He said, it's empty and business broadband. In this fast-paced environment, we need fast and reliable internet to support all business types. No laggy online meetings, great download and upload speeds, impeccable business management systems, all-inclusive. I mean, you can have it all. I signed on immediately. <laughs> to enable your business stay ahead and stay connected, make sure you're signed on to the best internet made just for businesses. MTN Business Broadband. Sign up today on broadband.mtn.com.gh and manage your account on my MTN app. Call 0244-308-111 for more information. MTN. Son, we are so proud of you for setting up this hospital. I really love those hospital beds and waiting chairs. By the way, did you import them? No, Dad, I didn't. I actually got them from Kindle Books and Stationery right here in Ghana. Wow. We also bought our office supplies, safes, executive desks, and chairs from Kingdom, and they gave us expert advice on how to set up our office. Guys, that makes three of us. I also got our sofa and bedroom sets, plus our dining hall furniture for our new home from Kingdom. Wow, Mom, that makes four of us. I usually get my stationery items from Kingdom. And my teacher also mentioned that our classroom furniture was provided by Kingdom. So there you have it. Whenever you're thinking about setting up an office or acquiring furniture for your home, etc., Kingdom Books and Stationery should be your first point of call. With over 40 years' experience in the industry, we stock and supply a wide variety of globally sourced office and home furniture, stationery, and equipment. Visit our head office, Osu Akwaje, or our office near the Osu Stadium. We're also in Tema Community 1, opposite Olam SHF, Kumase K and USD campus, UC. Cape Coast, and now at the Marina Mall Airport. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. City or call us 0302 764101 
And it's not clear for now whether the Ministry of Finance can hit the 80% target. The whole exercise is expected to end tomorrow. This was after the finance ministry undertook what it calls an administrative window to allow bondholders that struggle to get their application through when the revised deadline first expired. Well, we understand that most of the major commercial banks did not participate in the offer. It is not clear for now whether governments might be able to hit its 80% target when the offer finally closes tomorrow or it might be forced again to extend it. According to government, they're hoping to close the page when it comes to the domestic debt exchange program by February 14, 2023. This will pave the way for government to go to the IMF board for an economic program approval. This will happen after it meets all the preconditions required to get an IMF program approval. And that was the business tax report. And indeed, the major or all the major commercial banks indeed did participate in the domestic debt exchange program. Let's still stay on government's operations because a former uh, minister of finance that is Satekwe has maintained that government might not have to wait till the middle of this year to roll out some measures that will help in dealing with its expenditure. Now this follows news that government is actually working to come out with some expenditure reviews in the media review of budget estimate. But Mr. Tekpe maintains that looking at the current situation, government must act now. Domestic debt exchange, and you are doing, you know, foreign uh, at the standard debt exchange, and you are negotiating. This is the best signal that we can give. So, if it's an intention ultimately to review these numbers, I would suggest that we expedite it and go to parliament. Parliament just came. Usually, the agenda is not full yet. You know, so you know, they can take their issues. And that is the former Minister of uh, Finance, Setepe, talking about what government can do right now in dealing with its financing of its operations and also expenditure. Now, the Bank of Ghana has denied report that it financed government operations beyond the approved limits by Parliament. The Bank of Ghana in a statement first highlighted circumstances that led to the central bank supporting the government's operation. The bank in a statement also maintained that it was purely advanced towards clearing bonds that have matured and not for consumption. The central bank is also insisting that these funds can be easily secured uh, back based on the current arrangement that it has with government. He also argued that whilst the IMF team, the team from the IMF came to assess the situation in terms of the economy, noted that the outcome of what they described as suboptimal was agreed that these temporary arrangements was needed as part of a comprehensive solution to address government's economic policies and programs. Now, the bank is also insisting that these things was not covered or uncovered by the IMF, but rather it was an arrangement that they put forward to the IMF. And the statement gives details of the financing that has been extended to government and the various bond operations. In the statement, the Bank of Ghana says that $7.2 billion actually represents the Bank of Ghana's purchase of treasury bonds to provide them with liquidity and enable them meet the obligations to customers. $8.9 billion representing on-lending facilities granted by the International Monetary Fund for onward lending to the government of Ghana. Now, the Bank of Ghana also says in the statement that on net basis, therefore, putting together all these claims and netting it of the deposit liabilities, these transactions will result in an increase in Bank of Ghana's net claim to government of 44.5. 
1.5 billion Ghana cities. It says that it wants to draw the public attention to a statement by the Honorable Harun Idrisu during the 2023 budget presentation in Parliament, which requested that the finance minister should brief Parliament on the extent of the Bank of Ghana financing of government budget and no new limit was agreed. And that is a statement just coming in from the Bank of Ghana. Moving on to other stories, and government is being urged to actually ensure that it takes extra corrective measures to help manage the economy, not to put all its hopes on the IMF program. Now, there's been an argument that if we don't get the fund program by the end of the first quarter, the economy could actually crash. A move that some say that it is quite interesting. Let's hear the thoughts of Professor Peter Corti, one of those economists who thinks that there should be other initiatives to turn around the economy. It will be good, it will be exciting to achieve the targets and then be able to sign on to the program within the first quarter of 2023. So uh, we saw some confidence in the economy. Uh, I must add that the IMF program alone will not do the trick. We, as a country, would also have to uh, try to restructure. Some of the structural rigidities have to be um, addressed. Some of the inherent challenges and some of our uh, excessive spending, no uh, corruption, no having value for money spending, and, and as well as invest in critical sectors, adding value to agriculture, to manufacturers, etc. is very critical. So if we don't change the structure of the economy, the IMF program alone will not solve our problems. We'll be back to the IMF in the next couple of years. And that is an economist, uh, Professor Peter Cotin, owner of uh, Shell Brands in Ghana, that is Vivo Energy and Oil Firm Engine, have agreed to merge their business across Africa. According to these two oil giants, the move will create one of Africa's biggest energy distribution firms on the continent. The measure will create over 400,000 stations in Africa. Engine is a market leader in South Africa, while Vivo controls the Shell brand in Ghana and other countries in Africa. While it's not clear for now how this deal will mean to the two businesses in Ghana, Vivo currently is the second oil marketing firm in the country and has over 200 service stations, whilst Engine has 50 uh, service stations. Now, Holad Ghana, as part of its corporate social responsibility, has awarded winners of its Holad Sweetwise Finance Business Challenge of 15000 to assist young entrepreneurs with funding to grow their business. According to the managing director of Holad, Daniel Ado, the company is committed to ensuring that a reduction in the rate of unemployment in this country is dealt with. The business community has had reason to question the way the universities train uh, graduates. We've always made the point that the instruction is too theoretical. So graduates leave and then they have no entrepreneurial skill or they expect someone else to employ them or they always expect to be told what to do. And we've, all, we've made that claim for, for years. And uh, when we found out that of Ghana has built uh, an innovation center where they would train students to bridge this gap or to correct this problem, we were excited. And that's the reason why we are here. At Hollard, we strive to be a catalyst for positive and enduring change. So if we see any program started anywhere in the country that we think would have a positive effect on the country, we join and we are passionate about this country. We are here to stay. 
Ben Alado is the managing director of uh, Lad Insurance. And it is still about the domestic debt action program events. And tonight at 9 p.m., we are engaging the chief executive of the Association of uh, Ghana Industries to look at the impact of this on industries. Now, the banks are saying, or some of the banks are saying that because of this challenge, they might be a little bit limited in extension of credit to businesses. The banks, they, do, they don't lend really to businesses. <laughs> and now it's been complicated this. by this. Yeah, so I mean, how are these industries going to survive in the midst of these uh, challenges in terms and don't forget that. So in other words, even the little that was available won't be available. Won't be available. And also you look at the fact that this might also affect the disposable incomes of some individuals as well. And these industries are producing locally. So how are they strategizing to still stay in business? There's also talk about High taxes as well, and deterrence, and some of these firms that are in the beverage sector are being hit with high tax rates. So, how are they going to survive? Because you know, when they grow, they expand, they employ, they help in the growth of the economy. So, it's about industries, domestic debt exchange program at 9 p.m. on Joy News Channel and all our social media platforms at 9 p.m. tonight. Make a date. Now, Majority Chief Whip Frank Anodompre says the leadership of the minority must immediately resolve the controversy surrounding the new sitting position of former minority leader Harun Edrisu. Today on the floor, Harun Edrisu caused a stare when he refused to sit on the seat that had initially been allocated to him. We'll hear from Frank Anodompre shortly, but first listen to Harun Edrisu saying he can take over Collins Dowder's seat because he is senior to him. So, Mr. Speaker, forgive me that I have to assume your chair. There was whether I should take over from Honorable Collins Dowda or not. And I've told them that Honorable Collins Dowda is senior by age, senior even to this house. I would not fit into his, uh, his, his chair as somebody who is well trained from home. So any other chair, Mr. Speaker, acceptable to me. I'm still the elected member of parliament for Tamarisa. I thank you. We'll get into why this happened shortly. My parliamentary correspondent will join us. But the majority side are already wading into uh, this controversy. We can listen to the majority chief whip, Frank Anodompre, who says this controversy is untidy and must be resolved. Well, it's, it's one thing for him to have said that. It's another thing for leadership to engage. I think they should do it quickly. The more it festers on, it could create problems. So I'll try and talk to Kwame. If there are things that you should be able to do, the time is of essence. They have to do it quickly. This is not an issue we should drag. Me, I take a cue from what you are saying that the positioning, especially for Honorable Harun Edrisu, they should discuss it. And I'm saying this carefully. Uncle me, you know, I am trying to create any bad blood between the current leadership and the previous. I think it's just fair. So Mundi Hunkomo, and it has to be quick. Let me take you to Parliament. Kwekwa Sante, our parliamentary correspondent, joins us now, right now. So, Kwekwa, talk to me. So, we're learning that Harun Edrisu actually ended up taking a seat on the majority, the MPP side of the House. Isn't that crossing carpet almost? Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. 
Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Indeed, exactly, Evans. There are two ways you will begin to have cross-carpet doing that and speaking from the other side of the house and walking across the maze in the house. So Harvard Grisu spoke from the majority side of the par- of parliament today. He sat in the chair belonging to the first deputy speaker, Joseph Otegusu, and there were people waxing in the house. That, that action meant that Harvard Grisu had joined the majority side. We put that question to Frank Anodam and he said that, to cross carpet, there must be intention to do so, and he does not believe Harold Rizzi intended to cross carpet. In terms of crossing carpet, positioning, the intention, if you look at the law, it's about the intention, the menstrual, the intention. His intention was not to cross carpet. Yeah, and he said it, he said it openly, that Mr. Mr. Speaker, I have to speak from your position. I'm crossing the, the variable, which is like the litmus test in drawing a conclusion on this, is the intention. Check the law. It's about the intention. There was no intention to cross carpet. So, ab initio is dismissed, and you have to dismiss that. But I'm saying that he sought permission publicly. So, Kweku, where was he expected to sit? He was obviously the minority leader until very recently. Is it that he has nowhere to sit? So, per the new arrangement that was made since parliamentary June Tuesday, Harold Rizzi was expected to sit with Klesu Saboka. They were concerned that they did not want to take the former minority leader to the second rules or the third rules of the house. And so they wanted to maintain him in the front rules. And so he had to sit with Klesu Saboka. That meant that Honorable Colin Gauda, who sits close to Klesu Saboka, would have to be taken back. But there was some back and forth for some time. Our understanding was that Colin Gauda was not in agreement with the decision to take his seat away from him and give it to Harold Rizzo. Despite that, the name tag of Colin Zauda was removed on Tuesday and Harold Rizzo was put there. On Tuesday, Harold Rizzo came to the floor but left. He did not sit on that chair. Later on, Colin Zauda came there and sat. And so, as of this morning, all of us expected that when Harold Rizzo came in, he would go there. He did not. He came to sit right behind the minority, the new minority that Dr. Tufosin, in that seat belonging to Dr. Um, Dr. Rashid Purple. He was there, he did not speak, until when he wanted to contribute to the debate that was happening on the floor, then he left. He went around, left his side of the house, and went to the other side to sit with the second deputy speaker. Initially, it was to extend pleasantries, greet, talk a little bit, until he stood up, got recognized, and spoke. So does it mean that he has no place to sit of his own? Our understanding now is that that sitting arrangement issue had long been resolved. So despite Colin Zauda resisting the idea of losing his seat for Harun Idrisu, understanding that as of this morning, Harun Idrisu's new sitting position is the seat 
formerly belonging to Rashid Topo. And indeed, this morning, when Harun Idrisu came to the floor, that is where he went to sit. That seat is directly behind the minority leader seat. And so Harun Idrisu sat there for a while before he left to speak to the other side. And so our sources within the minority say that they do not understand why Harun Idrisu will now say that he does not have a certain position and that he has been asked to take over calling that a seat and he is not willing to do so. Because as of this morning, as of the time he spoke on the floor, his new seat is that of Rashid Popo, and his name tag is actually on that desk. And so according to the new minority leadership, as far as they are concerned, that issue is resolved and did not arise because Harry Grizzly's new sitting position is behind the minority leader in that seat that formerly was occupied by Rashid Popo. Um, Kriku, thank you very much. Well, while at it, the new minority leader, Dr. Casey Latoforce, is beginning to settle into his new role and is looking forward to occupying Hiron Edrisu's office. I've conscientized myself that positions are not possessions. Um, you walk in it, and any time you can change it and move on. Positions are not possessions. Exactly. So, and, and so I'm ready any time to adapt at any point in time. And my practical future is in the hands of God. Where God directs me is where I will go. And I will just make sure that wherever I find myself, I do just that. And I leave it to what the next opportunity. I mean, and viewers will probably notice that you have your picture in the background, which means you're doing an interview in your office, in your office mm -hmm. as member parliament for Ejumako and the ranking member. Exactly. So should we assume the next time we possibly host your PM Express, it won't be from, from this office. Exactly. It will be in a different yes, office. Exactly. Um, is it the previous office where Harun Edrisu occupied? Yes, yes. Um, um, this is an office for myself as an MP and as a ranking member. Mm -hmm. So this is an office that befits my structure as a ranking member and as a member of parliament and who has been in parliament for four terms. Um, as I said, parliamentary business is something that we are used to. And we've been doing it for years. I mean, if you are in a particular job for 14 years, you know your roles. And clearly, we are used to it. And we'll, we'll weather the Are you looking forward to, to, to a bigger office? I've, I've been to Bihanna many times. Big office has a conference uh, room mm. attached to mm. it. Mm. You're looking forward to, to being comfortable in that? Um, it's not a comfort. Okay. It's what is required in that office. It is an office because you remember you are a minority leader, the leader of the largest opposition in parliament, okay? A parliament that is hung. And so you need to have a strong back office. Uh, that's uh, Dr. K. Salato forcing in that interview, that exclusive interview, is still available on uh, social media platforms and on YouTube as well. I want to quickly bring in uh, Dr. Rashid Draman, is with the uh, Africa Parliamentary Network. Joins us on the telephone line right now. Uh, Dr. Rashid Draman, you've had the, uh, this uh, controversy over. Uh, where Harun Edrisu should sit or not sit. What do you make of it? And uh, is it a symptom of a bigger problem within the ranks of the NDC in Parliament? Um, yes, Evans. I think uh, one was expecting that uh, following what we heard in, in the news, that the Council of Elders intervened and this um, what seemed to be uh, something that was going to seriously divide the, the minority caucus was resolved. Uh, but what we saw today, I think uh, 
is a sign of perhaps maybe uh, some serious things to come. Uh, might it be a signal that uh, the former minority leader was sending? Uh, I don't know. Uh, but however we look at it, it appears the problem is not over. Well, thank you very much, uh, Dr. Rashid Rahman. Uh, as as we see, the uh, Dr. Kesato Force and the new uh, minority leader made the point that as far as he's concerned, he's reaching out and he believes that uh, Aaron Adrisu understands. And he actually says that he's a product of Aaron Adrisu's leadership. Uh, we'll keep that space. We'll watch the space closely. Let's do sports now. And uh, listen, uh, as my colleague, Ms. Bao joins us with details, um, Muftal, the question that everybody's asking, have we found... Christian, not true. No news yet. Mm. No news yet. That's that is basically it. Um, but there was one uh, one player who was uh, with him when the incident happened. His teammate, he's called Samuel uh, Ayomide. Uh, he's been uh, narrating what transpired when the two of them were together. Evening, and um, I had some. We just played that evening, and um, I had some teammates over. You know, just to. Kind of hang out after the game because usually you can't sleep. And it was until later than hours of the night they uh, they left my place. And then after I just finished cleaning up, I sat down and I just started to kind of feel myself shaking. And um, yeah, I thought I was having a, a panic attack. And then the, the shakes just kind of progressed more and more. And I started hearing things getting going around the kitchen, you know, plates and cups and all sorts just hitting the ground. And and then I just saw the TV fell over, the table stand fell open, and that's when kind of that's when I realized you know what was going on and ran outside my house and you know where we know those buildings completely collapsed. There's roads that are divided. There's fires. There's people yelling. There's people crying. There's um um just you know things that you thought you never associated with. Our sporting director is still missing. Um, one of my teammates, Christian Atsu, you know. Um, a guy who I was with that, that, that evening at my home um, is still unaccounted. Um, Samuel, you just had him still unaccounted for, so that's quite difficult. Uh, if uh, you were together and you, they can count you and he cannot be accounted for, that that's, that is quite difficult for anyone to appreciate. Um, it's really hard, but hopefully uh, there should be some positive news anytime soon. Thank you very much, Tal. Um, listen, we keep praying for Christian Achu uh, that he will be found alive. I want to take you to the Shanti Regional Capital Kumasi now, where the Asoka District uh, Court has remanded the Swami Constituency Youth Organizer of the National Democratic Congress. The accused, Razak Kwampa Avolia, was declared wanted by the police for allegedly inciting political violence in a video that has gone viral. The party at the regional level turned him in, uh, where he was subsequently charged, detained, and arraigned uh, today. Uh, let's bring in uh, regional correspondent there uh, with Love FM. Nanayao Juma joins us on the telephone line right now. Nanayao, you were in court today. Um, the court came to conclusion that he should be remanded. Any particular reasons why? Exactly. According to the court, um, the issue borders on national security. So it is very prudent that they remand him into police custody. This comes before his um, lawyers had argued that um, the victim should be, or the, the, the accused should be granted bail. After he sent himself in, um, it means that whenever he is needed, he will be ready to submit himself to the court for the um, process to continue. But the court believes that 
Remanding him into police custody is the best way to ensure that justice is served in the matter. And his reaction, uh, or his lawyer's reaction? So the lawyer was very disappointed um, in, in the court's decision, but he says since um, he has been remanded for a few days, um, he will go back to risk. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. ...and make another application on Tuesday when the court um, sits on the matter. Uh, thank you very much, Anaya Ojima. And that's how we uh, draw the curtains on Newsnight tonight. My name is Evans Mensah. Enjoy the rest of your evening.